welcome to a very special edition of the Irish Rally podcast. Now, very recently, it marked 25 years since Frank Marr and Pat Malachny won the Irish Tarmac Championship. I'm delighted to welcome Pat on the podcast here. Um, hard to believe it's 25 years, first of all, Pat. Um, hope, hope to keep him well in these kind of unprecedented times. But yeah, I think it was your own Connor that uh, shared a few images there recently. And obviously, it had been in, you know, on the brain down to this year that it was 25 years, but God, it's hard to imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, uh, they all pass, um, you know, so quick. Um, they most definitely are unprecedented times. Um, you know, it's a pity to see, I suppose, rallying off the calendar for the last while, all right? But hopefully come back down shortly. And, um, yeah, uh, Connor, my young fellow who's, uh, who is 25, um, and who was just born before, uh, in the year before, uh, uh the fantastic year that we had. Um, you know, he keeps uh, good tabs on things, all right, and uh, is a, a big, big fan of Frank and everything else that went before it. So um, it's very nice to see him posting those uh, those memorable pictures of the day. And uh, he had a very good response to it. He did indeed, yeah. And uh, look, it prompted me to get in touch with you because I was like, right, we we got to make this happen. Um, you know, because yeah. it was so special. Like, and Frank meant so much to, to so many people as well. Um, talk to me kind of about how you got to know Frank initially. I uh, shouldn't say for Frank. Go back. It, my initial, um, my initial encounter with Frank was uh, when I was about uh, seventeen. I used to be doing a little bit of uh, uh, a bit of contracting with um, my father's tractor, and um, I, I needed a tire for a trailer, and I made my way over to uh, Frank's father's garage, who used to deal in uh, tractors and agricultural tires and tires of all sorts at the time. And I uh, ran into uh, the bone Frank, uh, who I suppose uh, charged me double price for the tire. <laughs> and I, uh, that was really went into, um, a, that was unnoticed because uh, in the corner of the shed was a, a put together Mark II escort, uh, where the conversation went. And um, we struck up a, a relationship I, I suppose uh, at that encounter, and uh, I was born, I suppose, a petrol head and just a car note in general. And one thing led to another. Um, I obviously uh, ran into another uh, of my equal uh, in the car note division, not in the, not in the capability to drive. I can assure you. And um, I, yeah, from there it uh, it uh, it morphed. Um, a short while after that, after I'd, I left school and moved on to work a bit, I um, I finished up working with a, an oil distributor uh, who used to distribute uh, Duckman's Oil. And uh, I'd say one of my first port of calls for a bit of business was uh, over to Mars Garage. And uh, we just continued from there. And uh, I ultimately, um, I finished up many years, uh, a number of years later, um, marrying sisters, and we remained very, very, very close friends um, right up until uh, uh, his untimely demise. So uh, we had a long, um, a long and uh, uh, excellent uh, relationship and friendship for many years. Yeah, so it's mad that you mm. went back even before you married two sisters, like you kind of knew each other, and then, you know, yeah. 
<laughs> and of course, there had to be at a rally where we met each other. So, yeah, uh, after a Clarky Show Forest Rally, yeah. So, um, and the Duckham's brand as well, which was obviously synonymous for, for so many years, uh, that's, that's obviously where that explanation comes from. Well, that goes back a long, long time. Like, I mean, that's, um, uh, was, I suppose, uh, Frank was like every, um, a rally driver of the time and I suppose in the present time and anybody who has a car always rooting for a bit of uh, a bit of support in uh, whatever guys it comes um, it comes in and um, I, you know when it started out if I tried to go to my bosses and say and uh, can we give this man a drum or two of it he'd put a couple of stickers on this car that's uh, that's going into the stone floors or whatever and um you know, it's from there that it moved on many years later. Um, uh, Martin Davis, uh, uh, who uh, was the boss of um, Duckham's Oil many years later, again was a, a good and committed uh, petrol head. And um, uh, we just continued the relationship. I parted company with them. Um, at, uh, I went off to my own team a few years after that, but kept uh, in contact with the people that were in Duckham's all right. And uh, yeah, they uh, they supported Frank uh, pretty much throughout his career. Yeah, and were there um, uh, and very visible uh, in that car in 85. Yeah, definitely, definitely big time. And yeah. like yeah. Go, going back then, I know, was Ronnie the first person to actually see him with Frank or something? And then it didn't end too well at all on, oh, on the first encounter. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There were many of those uh, early ones that didn't uh, uh, finish too well, all right, and there's not great records of them, all right. But um, uh, yeah, I think Ronnie was uh, was his first uh, uh, was his first um, uh, uh, co-driver of uh, very very early on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember I remember reading some about that, all right. Yeah, and I was thinking, Jenny. But uh, look, uh, things things moved on and. Jesus, like, uh, he was such a giant killer in that Mark to escort, and, you know, so often he, he embarrassed the guys with works machinery and guys he'd no right to be competing with, like, you know, in that little Mark too, and it just, I suppose, I, it was a real measure of it, like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but I suppose that was the struggle, you know, at, uh, at all times. I mean, you know, Frank never uh, lost sight of his goal, and that was to be at the top of the game uh, eventually but I mean you you always have to marry um, uh, you know the, the, the skill set and the talent alright you know with a good and up to date machinery it's just one of the things of motorsport that, that um, it, uh, uh, you have to have both uh, and that was always the struggle because there's always a struggle for, for budgets. The next thing you got to a level, like, I mean, when, when he got to the X Richie Healy machine, all right, 2223 IM, uh, that one that, that became a giant killer of a car for, for, um, for a couple of years as well in his hands. Like the game had moved on again onto the turbo, um, uh, scene was after uh, was after kicking in when he got his hands in that car. Uh, the M3s had come on the scene and so forth. All right. So every time it got to a stage of the machinery, it had moved on again, machinery wise. All right, and that was, I suppose, the struggle for you know ten or twelve years. Um, 
1995, when I suppose I, at that time, I, even though it may have been just um, a, a, a small stage uh, back from the cutting edge machinery that was available then, that car was pretty much a, a almost right up there. All right, WRC cars were 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 um, coming on the scene, but I suppose the gap was narrowing somewhat uh, in relation to the machinery that 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 um, he eventually got his hands on um, in '95. Yeah, and look, that's the season we are going to talk in great detail about um, mm-hmm. with you alongside him. But I suppose just to kind of lead up into that as well, we do have a little bit to go through in the trials and tribulations that led to that successful year. And I mean, there was there was many ups and downs and, you know, you touched on the finances and stuff like that. And that was obviously a major factor. And I suppose any spare few bob that was going was, was kind of pumped into it. But it seemed that it was never at the expense or detriment to Frank's family, first of all. And most importantly as well, because some guys would probably just go off on a solar run. And you'd hear these cases where you've, you've houses remortgaged for the sake of a car and things. It seemed like Frank never made that an issue. Family first all the time, despite the talent he had. <laughs> but, but you see, the, the, the funny thing about it is that is that uh, the whole uh, rally scene with Frank and and everybody associated with it were almost family anyway. All right, yeah. it was it was fantastic. I mean, the people that worked with him in his garage. All right, uh, everybody was a volunteer. All right, uh, you know the uh, the guys that were even working. Uh, on the cars at weekends, um, and really were working within the garage during the week. All right, at weekends it was voluntary. All right, um, a like his um, a Tom Gahan, a, a Frank's brother-in-law, a, as you know, which is now uh, today Tom Gahan Motorsport. All right, who has an absolutely fantastic um, a a. A support business in um, a, in rallying. A, as I said, it's his brother-in-law. All right, a, I was his brother-in-law. A, Ronnie, his wife, was just so uh, deep into rallying. His mother and father, his brothers, um, everybody associated with it. So it was almost a family affair. Um, today on the support site. So family were always around it. All right. But, um, you know, nobody was left without it. There was never a situation where, um, a, a people went hungry because of rallying, despite the fact that anybody, as you know, who's in it, you know, it is an addictive, um, a pastime. Uh, it is an addictive sport. Um, a, and, uh, you know, the sacrifices were, you know, on weekends, on uh, uh, on rallies, it was six to a room, no problem whatsoever. <laughs> All right, um, uh, and it was great fun. It was absolutely fantastic fun. God, we had great years. We had, uh, um, you know, where people just uh, everybody put their shoulders to the wheel. Everyone was with the cause of um, a of enjoyment. Um, a and always in the pursuit of uh, of being on that uh, top step of the podium, you know. Yeah, he had the right hustle. Uh, we mentioned those giant killing things before we go on a little bit further, but 
He'd write to us with Mark Lovell at one stage <laughs> in, in 1990 in a proper works machine. Uh, and it was a gasket or something went, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, a gasket went eventually, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, uh, uh, it was something else. Like, I mean, that was, the, but the car, the car that Frank had was the, that was the X, uh, uh, Richie Healy Mark II, all right. And it was fantastic. That was an X-Works car. It was, uh, superb. But of course, the turbo scene had come on, on, uh, at the time. Uh, Mark Lovell was a works driver in Galway. Frank knew that patch like a back of his hand, all right. And uh, it was a major embarrassment, I suppose, for Ford to have a works driver or works team, all right, and having their uh, their noses wiped by um, a car at the time. Of the the heated car would have been a would have been eight nine years old at the time, you know. So, uh, uh, but sure, it was it was in the right hands. It was. And, it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, unfortunately, uh, 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 head gasket, uh, let go. And, um, I suppose history for all the wrong reasons for Ford may have been made, but, uh, yeah, Lovell went on to win it anyway, unfortunately. Would those, <laughs> would those kind of, um, encounters in that in particular, you know, would they have raised eyebrows and would people from across the pond have been considering, geez, this guy has a bit about him? Like, was there ever a conversation about that? Because obviously the talent was there and you look at, the caliber of drivers we have now, we have we have our Craig Breens, we have our Callum Devines. But people talk about Frank as possibly the greatest we ever had, and you know, unfortunately had had the drawbacks there that kind of prevented them in in you know pushing on. And we we spoke about the money. I don't want to keep having on about it, but like it seemed that he had that talent to burst onto that world scene. That he had that little bit about him. Oh, absolutely, and um, like it wouldn't have wanted from it a commitment from Frank's. Uh, a part and wouldn't have wanted from a professionalism. All right, he, he would have been the first to admit himself. All right, he should be in the gym a little bit more and so on and so forth. I mean, he looks like uh, at, um, you look at modern drivers, all right, and today's drivers, like, I mean, who, uh, I, you know, their workout regime is every bit as much as, um, uh, as the driving. But, um, a, a, I'm not so sure if it was, um, you know, the Irish market not being, um, you know, big enough. Probably the only uh, possibility at that time would have been um, uh, with Ford. And it just never happened for a multiple uh, uh, of reasons, all right? Like, uh, the Irish economy coming up to you know, um, a, the early 90s wouldn't have been in the, in the greatest of shape, you know, because you were in pre-Celtic um, Tiger time and so forth, all right. Um, it, just was, it just wasn't there. Um, I, you know, I'm not so sure it, I, what could have been done to make it any different. But I, it was tried on many, on many occasions. All right, but just, it just wasn't to me. Just never happened because Billy Bowen obviously competed in Corsica with the Rotmans team, and and, and you know at yeah. different stages too. He he got a few drives like absolutely. But he's he's probably you know up to up to Craig today. Um, I, I suppose Billy is probably the last. Um, a, you know, a uh, work, semi works, um, 
a driver that that uh, a, that we would have had. It's a it's a very difficult area to break into. All right, you know, um, a very very difficult. Um, uh, I'm not so sure what would have what would have done it back then. Yeah, just just a complex thing, and we all know there's there's a lot of mitigating factors in 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 trying to make those sort of things happen too. But we'll bring it back closer to home then. So. One of the big breakthroughs was obviously the circuit in 92 um, alongside uh, Michael Maher. I mean, that was just a, a real flagship moment, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was, um, a, you know, that was absolutely fantastic. Again, that was a, a, that was a supercar um, a, in his time. Now it had, had a, a, that was ex-Stephen Finley's car. Um, and it was, a again, Xbox. Export machine. Uh, by the time it came into Frank's hands, all right, again, a uh, uh, the sport technical wise, all right, and and machinery wise had moved on considerably because the four wheel drives were um, were were uh, coming into vogue, all right. But uh, the ninety two uh, circuit was just something to behold, you know. Um, it was fantastic. Like I mean, uh, that year they had uh, a stage. I had a sleeve one stage, which is just up at the back of um, a Frank's home place. All right. And I, the time that he set on it, I I just don't have it hand at the moment. All right. But uh, I, I think it was Kenny McKinstry that he, he uh, waited by something like 40 or 50 seconds on that, on that stage alone. You know, um, yeah, it was a, a, a unbelievable achievement. Absolutely. Yeah. So like... Moving on then, there was a couple of setbacks with, with major accidents in 93 and 94. Um, I think Gareth Callum might have been signing for, for both of them. And it wasn't until 94 that you kind of stepped in yourself, am I right in saying that? Yeah, um, like I had, uh, um, was doing quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of rallying and um, uh, with other drivers at the time, all right? I mean, I'd been doing notes with Frank for years. I, uh, up to and and at this stage as well. Like the the the, uh, the uh, three door, um, Cosworth, I we got out from Finley. We did um, uh, rallied a week or two after that. I think it was a single stage blow character sure, and I did it with Frank. Um, so we had done a few we had done a few uh, uh, events on and off. We done with the ninety three car came in, which was the ex Brian Bell. Um, four wheel drive Sapphire. I we did a character show forestry the week after that came in because that car was pretty much uh, a forestry spec car, uh, and was maybe even a bit heavy for um, a Irish tarmac rally. Um, but it was very suitable for uh, uh for the character show forestry stages. Um, and unfortunately, that was a car. That uh, was a uh, totaled in Cork then in that year in uh, in ninety three. Um, yeah, that was a very unfortunate accident, but uh, I suppose just one of those things. It was very lucky to kind of come away. The two guys were very lucky. I think that was a big shunt, wasn't it? In particular, that it, one. It was a massive shunt. That, the, the car was totaled um, in that, and that I suppose springboarded into ninety four, which. Um, it uh, was the birth of the um, the Esport Cosworth. Um, and, you know, a lot of parts were salvaged from 
uh, the 93 Sapphire, all right, to start that car, all right, and that was being built. I mean, it was very, very fortunate at the time that um, a Tom Gahan was a who had been with um, Smith Auto Developments up to that time, all right, was then making inroads uh, with M Sport. Um, a, with Malcolm Wilson's uh, outfit at that time, and uh, you know was able to bring back and uh, apply the knowledge of uh, uh, putting uh, that escort together, and uh, you know that was the birth of the of the ninety five car that won. But um, as you know, unfortunately, that only lasted a few rallies after it's after it's built and um, had another nasty shunt in. A Killarney in '84, um, a, which a, you know was very misfortunate because we major major setback after um, a, you know achieving the goal of trying to get up to the machinery of the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, a, but uh, yeah, '94 was a. I did three, four rallies with. with um, with Frank in '94, and you were pulling. Yeah, you you were saying you're, you're pulling parts were pulled out of the software just to just to try and have you know get this work going. And it was a fabulous piece of machinery. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting, interesting ridge play. Oh, that was a ninety TS, was it? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> a couple of them, I think, was there? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, it morphed into ninety TS uh, twenty seven twenty three, all right, which is uh, the, the the famous number of that car. But um, uh, if memory serves me right, it was something strange in 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 Galway when it made its uh, when it made its debut in Galway. It had something like a NT dash F two dash forty six or something of that nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, um, it's funny. It, I don't. I don't remember too many of them going around nineteen ninety. Like <laughs> it, it had. It had. Um, if I um, it a uh, logbook, all right, and it went through scrutiny. It was, yeah, it was well built car. Had all the required parts. Um, yeah, oh, very yeah. good. But it, uh, but it was a good car. I mean, it went out there in. Um, uh, so it made its uh, made its debut in in uh, Galway in '94, and uh, uh, it had its usual teething problems and uh, what you would with a uh, with a new piece of machinery. Um, and I think they finished seventh or eighth or somewhere um, uh, in that rally. And a a Gareth was waiting for for that one in Galway. Uh, I did a circuit of Ireland um, in it, and uh, we finished second. Um, you know, which was a, a pretty good result with the with the car out on its um, a, a, on its second outing. Now that that um, circuit of Ireland was a it was the first one where they weren't uh, noticed. So we were running on um, on pre prepared uh, Patterson notes. Oh yeah, yeah. So I suppose on that basis, your car wouldn't be running on um, a a ten tenths, all right. So you know, could have saved it um, uh, mechanically. Uh, you'd be a little bit more sympathetic with it. But uh, you know, that was a very good result for uh, for uh, the second time out. You know, so was that big hustle with Finley actually in that one? 
Well, there was a toast with Finley, all right, but the real toast with Finley was on the was the following year was ninety five. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, the the um, good God, the ninety five one was uh, was uh, unbelievable. Um, after four four and a half hours of rallying, one second divided us. Yeah, I remember seeing that. It was Jesus. It was. It was. Uh, that oh. probably brought the living best out of Finley. I know you guys were f- oh. absolutely flying it, but Finley was absolutely Jesus. He was like a man possessed as well, wasn't he? Oh, that was unbelievable. Ninety-five circuit was just out of this world. Like, and, and it was you know it was one of the last of um I of I call it the old circuits. All right, um, like you know it had gone down from six hours near to uh, to four and a half hours, but. You know, uh, we knew going up, crossing the border, all right, coming back, Finley was coming back onto home ground. Uh, uh, Fisher had about uh, 30 or 40 seconds on us. Uh, but Finley was coming hammer and tongs, all right. And like, you know, going into the last stage, I, you know, I, uh, I'll never forget it, going up there and it was um, I, uh, up to Finley and Phil, uh, Phil Mills. And uh, it was a shake hands, helmets on, strap up, all right, you know, you know, both going for it. Um, you know, and, uh, Frank was in absolutely super form, you know, after coming off, um, uh, uh, off of winning Galway. Um, it, uh, you know, neither of us were going to catch Fisher, obviously, at that stage, but um, it was a battle royal, absolutely, you know, and one second to divide after. Uh, Four and a half hours uh, of stage times. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's something to think about, alright. It's, it's mad stuff. And look, I, um, I kind of jumped uh, two rounds into '95, and you, you you touched on Galway, but can you just talk to me about the lead up to '95, just a couple of months in advance of that? Like, was there a big, big conscious effort to say, right, lads, we are going for it this year? And did you put absolutely everything on the line in terms of not just on the stages but off the stages as well? Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, the, 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 it, like the lead up to that, just to bring you back just a, 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 a bit more, is that, is that, you know, after that circuit went into, um, a, into Killarney and a, again, massive accident, you know, that car was, was a, a absolutely total, you're talking about registration numbers and all the rest. I mean, that was, um, a, that was a new shell effort. All right. And, you know, there was a six weeks between the accident in, um, a, in Killarney and, uh, getting up to Donegal. And you're looking here at a, at a book of the parts. All right. Um, and like, I mean, the effort you're talking about family and friends and, and, uh, people in teams, like, like, um, a new shell was sourced, a, that was a home built car in, um, in Frank's garage, right? With, um, a, uh, his brother, Tom Gahan, the work that, that they put into getting that car back from a, a bare shell to be on the ramp in, in Donegal was just absolutely at the time tremendous work. Like, I mean, it was finished work, six o'clock in the evening, both to the garage. Everybody working straight through the one at 2 a.m. every night back a couple of hours kip work back into the car again. It was absolutely fantastic. And you know, it probably wasn't the best sorted car, um, 
gone for the rest of the of the I suppose ninety four ninety four season, all right. But you know, it had the makings of a when it would a be sorted to be right up there, all right. And I suppose the remainder of ninety four then was to a you know that season. Okay, the year was gone. Went up to Donegal and just didn't think um a, we finished I I'd say uh we finished back again, I think uh sixth or seventh. All right. But uh, I did Donegal with with um with Frank after that. Uh, and you know, coming off the back of, you know, two major accidents in in uh, in five rallies, uh which which resulted in two major in two full rebuilds. Um uh, that was kind of the turning point, I think, where I said, right, it's, I will use the rest of this year, get this car sorted out, all right, and have a, have a mighty, mighty crack at 95, uh, and try and get the car up to as close as possible, uh, the current spec for 95. Yeah, the confidence uh, is something, obviously, that would have been at the forefront at this point, because he, he was trying to get that back after those two big shunts, like, and you know, maybe the chances weren't taken that he would have took before, but then all of a sudden, heading into 95, that's after coming back to him. Yeah, well, you see, like I suppose there's, um, a, I don't know whether, whether a, I had self-appointed myself or Frank had appointed me or whatever the, 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 the thing was, but, you know, we were very, very, uh, a close and very, a, and, Trusted each other enormously, both in, in cars for the limited amount of cars that we'd done, but we'd done, you know, a lot of wreckings. We had, we had done international rallies together, you know, at that time. And it was a, from my perspective, it was something that, that, that confidence, you know, had to be built, uh, back up. And there's no point anybody who, who, um, a, who drives a car, um, a, uh, in rallying on the limit, you know, they just have to have total um, confidence in what they're doing in their car, you know, with the with the people who are around them, who are uh, uh, who are preparing the car, the person who's in the car with them. All right, and it was, I suppose, a a, a process to try and build and put all those pieces uh, together in preparation for uh, a and get some results. Get used to that car already, and I, I have a mighty, mighty crack at ninety five. Yeah, and um, did you feel obviously that it was paramount then to that you were the man to be there with, and knowing that you had that trust and that relationship, that you know, and when I doubled it up by asking, did he know on his own heart of hearts then as well that this is what needed to happen because he trusted you so much, the feeling was mutual, and he made you know you made him feel probably. A bit more at ease and and obviously on it as well. Yeah, well, Kevin, it's probably one of those things that just uh, uh, that just clicked. Like we went from we went from there from a uh, Donegal and just to be um, did we do Ulster in '84? I think we did Ulster. We did Ulster. We did uh, uh, um, no, we skipped Ulster. We went uh, we went to the Isle of Man. All right, which you know, as uh, uh, as you and everybody knows, it's like. The, the Manx is just so fast, it's, um, uh, you know, it's unbelievable. We didn't get a, a, a great result out of it. But, um, but 
uh, uh, we finished it, and I suppose we you we built up that confidence on the fast, fast lanes of of um, on the Manx. Uh, you know, it's either either going to work or it's not, and it was it was obvious to both of us that it was going to work, that we were going to be committed to it. So uh, let's try and put a program together. Let's try and get the car together. Let's get as much sponsorship and support. Let's get uh, as much support from a a Ford and M Sport and um, a everything a technically and mechanically that that a Tom Gahan was bringing to the um, a bringing to the team. Like it was, it just as most things clicked, you know. Yeah, and all those little variables came together: the sponsorship, the partnership with with two E, and obviously the pace came back. And uh, th- these were all big factors, no doubt, in '95. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, he got the car. I uh, got the car well sorted. We did uh, quite a bit of testing in um, uh, in Newcastle. Um, I, I like getting this, getting this set of one thing is, uh, you know, with the rally cars and having the machinery and having this, um, uh, having the power and having the tires and all the rest of it. But if you don't have your setup right, um, you know, you're pretty much at nothing. And, uh, you know, even as part of that process, um, it, uh, Malcolm Wilson even put in a, a test in Newcastle with that car. All right. And I remember sitting in with him going up and down that, that test stage. All right. And, like I mean, it, it was just something to behold at the time, and you know he had and was able to benefit from all of those inputs. All right, you know that set up the car that was still repeat uh, myself a bit, still a bit maybe technically behind a a, a what was available out there, but but you know. The time had come now to be uh, being the tradesman, blaming the blaming your tools. All right, you know, had finished. This is it. Ninety five was coming. All right, uh, had the machinery, had the setup. All right, and to be able to go for it. And I mean, you know, to be able to display the uh, the skills and the talent, um, you know, was uh, something to behold. You know, and it, it uh, you know it worked out. Uh, Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you followed through on it. The confidence came. You mentioned the win and go away. You know the the almighty battle in the circuit, and then winning in Killarney. And you know, uh, from Frank's point of view, four international victories in one year. It was the first time we've done since uh, since Billy Coleman. You were with him for three of those, I think. And we, we come to the Manx in the warmest time, and the reason that you weren't winning for the Manx. But uh, yeah, Killarney, Killarney was a big one. It's always a nice one to win. Oh yeah, Killarney was uh, uh, Killarney was fantastic. I mean, we know um, uh, Fisher hadn't entered in that because it was five. Uh, it was a uh, five out of seven results was your uh, was your championship. So uh, uh, your five best. Um, uh, you know, but it uh, going to Killarney there was there was plenty of competition. I mean, it was um, uh, Lee McCallaghan had a absolutely superb. Um, uh, Toyota GT, uh, Celica GT, um, uh, under him, and Pat Horson was uh, uh, was a mighty, mighty quick man uh, in the lakes, and uh, it was you know fantastic to come out of there with uh, uh, with a win. Um, uh, 
you know, uh, you know, for Frank to win, he'd 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 done Killarney so many times, um, a, you know, and to win it was a, you know, he was just putting the, it was just putting the season uh, uh, together very very nicely. Yeah. Third in Donegal. Uh, yeah, third in Donegal. Um, I suppose a uh, uh, it could have been, it's probably as good as, as what could have been wished for. All right. Um, I don't think there's any shame to finish in third behind, um, uh, Fisher and Cullen in, um, uh, in, uh, uh, in Donegal. Um, with a, a very good run there. A still leading the championship. Um, a going into Ulster after that because, uh, Donegal is a very, very good run. Um, uh, and you know everything was looking uh, nice and rosy. And Ulster got a bit hairy. Then Ulster, like I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody has encountered it. Uh, uh, to put in a good stage, everything has to happen pretty perfectly, and we just had a uh, uh, bad tires and bad weather on the wrong. Uh, all the wrong things at the wrong time, and it was just a simple slide off um, uh, over a very, very gradual leash. It wasn't a whole pile of, uh, wasn't a whole pile of uh, uh, damage done, but uh, the damage was done, I suppose, in, um, uh, in that it was a, a, a non-finish and um, a, a result that we didn't want with, um, with the program that we had set out. Because it was uh, now after throwing a big, big spanner into the box um, for our planned season, right? And that plan was pretty much not to go to um, nice. uh, the island if, if at all possible. But now it pretty much was a case of having to because uh, Bertie was after um, getting a, a, a full bag of pints out of out of Ulster. Um, uh, he did his win in uh, the circuit, um, and uh, we had a Galway in the lakes. Right, so I think uh, talk me through this man's story now, because obviously I know you were winning for this, but, but a lot of things had to happen in order to even be there. I believe. Yeah, like I mean, it's because the Manx wasn't on the uh, wasn't on the cards. Um, it, uh, it, uh, I had um, a, it wasn't in my program at all. I had a, a work, work, um, a commitment, family commitments, uh, all sorts of things. Frank had as well. He said, uh, you know, um, a, a, where we go, he said, a, I suppose at the, the last minute, he just had to go, I had to do it. Um, Michal Maher, who is a very, very, very capable um, um, a navigator uh, and who had uh, done numerous uh, uh, rallies with Frank in the past. Um, it was uh, uh, seconded in for, for the rally. Um, and a fourth stage uh, into it, um, she uh, tips the curb. 
uh, gets a puncture and finishes uh, the stage, I think something something crazy, like 40 or 50 seconds behind the back on the first stage. Um, and, reeled, and reeled it all back then to win it. And reeled it, reeled it all back, all right, in the most spectacular uh, fashion. Um, to uh, register a most, most, most historic win, yeah? Yeah, Over, of uh, Evans, yeah? Yeah, all the, the four or two guys were out, and uh, something yeah. happened Bertie near the end as well, didn't yeah. it? Or was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bertie, I think it was a gearbox going through. Um, uh, I just see he, he got a, a, he got a pack of the ribs and um, a no-go forward somewhere, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Jesus, that was, <laughs> I think he was the first Southern Irishman to actually win the Manx. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, against all, all the odds, like. Against all the odds. Um, it, uh, despite the fact I wasn't in there with him, I did, uh, I, I did a puddle notes for him, and um, I finished up uh, getting there, I think, about a half an hour before the start of the first stage. Um, and uh, I was waiting for him at the at the end of the first one, all right, and to come off and the the left wing of the car, all right, <laughs> flopping around the place, all right, with a with a with a tire toward the shreds on it was um, wasn't a pretty sight. And uh, uh, but he put it all back like he managed was absolutely monumental, monumental. I wasn't even supposed to be there, like. And then, well, you know, wasn't supposed to be there, and to be there on the finish line, all right, popping it in uh, in Douglas was. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, so to cap it all off, then you go to Cork and win that. You were back alongside him for it, and uh, that was that was the championship. Then, so back from there, well, well, uh, effectively, he had the because of um, a, a Fisher's non finish in in the Manx. All right, I uh, Frank had the drivers' championship, but but I because I didn't have any points from uh, from the Manx, I needed I I needed a bag of them. Uh, out of Cork hmm. uh, for the uh, for the Navigators Championship, all right. And it wasn't the program to do it. I, 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 I Frank's fans, I, sponsors, everybody were, were just absolutely over the moon, all right. And uh, to have him going out to Cork um, to a, uh, I don't know, I have a victory lap. All right, because he had the championship in the bag. All right, so um, uh, we went down to Cork and uh, Julie uh, uh, finished on top of the podium first. Yeah, which is absolutely fantastic. Ahead of Michael uh, and McKinstry, I think. Yeah, it was a fairly quick victory lap, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah. To, to actually win it. I know he was going down with the intent, and I suppose um, as well as finishing it off with a win for himself. You know, he obviously wanted to do it for you as well. So I'm sure that was a conversation you may have had beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, um, uh, uh, you know, it was the icing on the cake, you know, for, for you know, for just, it's just an absolutely uh, fabulous year. Um, pretty much everything went to plan, um, uh, except for the little, uh, uh, the little incident both in, um, uh, in also in the second stage. But um, uh, apart from that, it was a... Uh, you know, just, just, I suppose, a, a, a dream year. I, you know, Frank had put on display, I, you know, those skills and talents that I had spoken about earlier. Um, I, you know, he had 
uh, beaten, you know, formidable uh, opposition, um, a, a in formidable machinery, and uh, yeah, I think he took his uh, his rightful place in um, in Irish rally history that year. Yeah, he did Super. indeed. I'm sure that was a memorable winter. Oh, <laughs> it was. It was also one where. Um, where I, I had convinced him to take a sabbatical because, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, the, the clash, the commitment that is required um, to a, both a financial, time-wise, business-wise, family-wise, all right, you know, to achieve... Um, you know that pinnacle of winning the um, a, the Tarmac Championship, all right, a, is enormous. And uh, I don't know when you call it a steady in force or a negative force or whatever, all right. I would say, Brian, if you want to keep rallying, all right, you need to have a, a good business base, all right. And uh, we decided to take um, a take time out, and not. Uh, go and defend immediately the year after. Um, they concentrate in the business, and Frank was a, a was a quite a businessman, and uh, you know had built up, uh, built up his business quite well, and was in a, a you know it was in um, a a in a good a growth position at that time. Um. And he concentrated on that there for a, a for a year or two before getting back into it again with the um, a, with the WRC. That would have took a bit of convincing. I'm sure that was a it wasn't a straightforward conversation because no, it's like a drug when you have it, you want it again. Do you know that sort of way? Absolutely, yeah. But but if you're if you're in it and if if it's going to uh, not necessarily destroy your thing, all right. But I mean, you do have to have. Um, a, the sum of all those parts, all right, that I spoke about earlier to, you know, to make it work, all right, and you can't split yourself in two. You know, it, um, a like in '95, I think we gave, um, you know, something like a, a, I think it was 28 or 29 weekends, a away between, you know, a between Ricky. Rallying and um, a, and testing. So, Thank you. you know, and when you're a and when you're trying to um, a run and grow a small business at the time, all right, in parallel with that, it's very very difficult. And they're just the weekends. Like I mean, every night you know, rallying, you just stepped at, uh, lived, a uh, rallying. You know, um, I, but I mean, you know, that's, that's part and parcel of it. Yeah, that was the that was the joys of it. But uh, yeah, look, um, it took serious discipline and um, you know, selflessness as opposed to selfishness to actually, you know, take that on board and to step away. And you know, then when he did come back, um, Jesus, I remember. Go on, yeah. Sorry, to repeat something, but but you know, going back then into ninety into uh, ninety six, all right, with the ninety five winning car, the game had moved on again. Yeah. You know, you know, you're not going into a WRC territory. 
Okay, so there was no point in campaigning the a uh, ninety five car, a uh, ninety five link car to a uh, try and defend that title. Mm-hmm. All right, it did have to move up to the next stage. All right, and that next stage, you know, was was it a it a would have been a a massive financial commitment. All right, um. Uh, and again, we're back to you know the support and the sponsorship and so forth. All right, we're, we'd be you know eternally grateful to the sponsors and the support and everything that you have. But when you move then into that next a uh, a level of of technicality and machinery and so forth, all right, you know a big bill comes with it as well. You know, unfortunately, um, a you know the guys that have been with you. Uh, all along building uh, those, uh, we call them more analog cars, all right? You know, you now need um, a factory support, technical support, you know, to keep those keep those things going. It's not just the outlay of, of you know, buying a new car and running it for a year. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, not as simple as, not as, simple as that. Anyone that does think it is kind of, uh, <laughs> it's severely wrong. But I'm... Um, no. Like the so, first thing to go into those cars at the end of the stage, like is a is a laptop, you know. So yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like yeah, so like when when the decision did come to come back, like I remember Killarney in '99, I think it was, and and the place yeah. was 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 clearly still there. Like Jesus, yeah, you'd never think he was away at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, a you know that car was was a super super Xworks um a WRC car um a I did, uh, it was Dermot Gorman did a campaign um, uh, with Frank uh, in 99. I did uh, I did the lakes with him in 2000, which we didn't, uh, uh, which we didn't finish. Um, uh, I think it was a, a gearbox maintenance. But um, yeah, that was, uh, that was a fantastic car. And he came back uh, uh, fighting with heart in it, that's for sure. And then the focus, of course, car twenty was the was the the pioneer of this. Yeah, sure. The focus didn't get a run at all, unfortunately, because we had uh, mouse interrupted uh, interrupted its um, uh, its life as a uh, as a competitive car. Unfortunately, um, like it had a couple of outings, all right, but uh, um, they, you know, you know that car had absolutely uh, tremendous potential. You know, and I've absolutely no doubt that you know the um, you know we're at the infancy there of a, a of the Celtic Tiger years. All right, a, a Frank's businesses were um, were well positioned. He had three garages um, a, a on the go at the time. Um, a, I've absolutely no doubt that if he was spared. Um, it, uh, he would have, you know, got that equal machinery and gone back and repeated um, uh, 95 and even maybe even greater things. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, Pat, can I, can I just talk to you, look, and, you know, it was just, it must have been just the most horrific thing ever when, you know, March 2002. Um, I think everyone in Irish Rallying probably remembers where they were when, when, when they heard the news. Um, um, we just lost Bertie, obviously, and Mark and, and Emma the year beforehand. So all of a sudden, we have two of the greatest we've ever produced gone and yeah. not even in competition. 
No, absolutely. Uh, like, I mean, uh, I've been up at Bertie's uh, uh, funeral with Frank, um, you know, and that was a, you know, little did we think that um, a short time afterwards, uh, you know, <laughs> the, we would have a repeat. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's just a, a it's a very, very sad, very misfortunate. Um, a uh, you know a uh, Ronnie and his lads um, young family at the time. Uh, we'd been out <laughs> as we normally were on um, a, the night before. A, a out for a meal, um, today, which we normally did. It was um, uh, Mother's Day. Just going said he was going up the uh, up the woods. There were some friends and so forth coming down the following day, and um, it, uh, going up doing a bit of. Uh, a, a, a bit of practice, a bit of fun, and uh, you know, a, the rest is uh, the rest is history. Um, you know, very, very, very misfortunate to have uh, have been taken from us at the time. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, yeah, and from his uh, and from his wife and young family. You know, which are uh, you know, what can I say? Yeah, well, the the legacy lives on, and I know you said at the time you, you never felt as safe in in a car as you did with him. You felt safer in a rally car with him than you did in a road car. You're quoted as saying, "Yeah, oh, without a shadow of doubt." Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I suppose it's something, uh, Kevin, that you have to, uh, you know, you have to experience to to um, to appreciate. All right, and that is, you know, the the control. <laughs> Like, um, a, a Frank Van those drivers who was a, a a never out of control. Like the command a that he had a a of a car was just mesmerizing, you know. And I had the good fortune of um. A sitting in with a on test stages with with uh, Tommy Mackinnon, who was a, 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 a world champion, and um, a, and with a Malcolm Wilson, who was at the top of his game or coming off it at the time. But, but uh, I did a few test stages with him, and <clears throat> a a Frank was right up there, you know, um, a. You know, a well, well deserved. He was, um, a, a, you know, he was a, recognized by, um, a, by his peers, you know, um, a, superb. Yeah. What more can I say? Just a, 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 a unique talent. He, he always claimed that, uh, it would either be rallying or golf. Uh, I can assure you, I've played a couple of rounds of golf with him. He was way better off to stick with the rally. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so much, so much, he was quite a good golfer as well, if you just look at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I was, yeah, but very, very few golfers make it. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, Pat, I mean, look, just, just, to, just to finish up on it, so many people, you know, would envy your position of having had the opportunity to sit in one of the greatest that we've ever produced. And look, that's something you've already touched on that, is close to your heart. It's something you'll cherish forever. And uh, isn't that just great to be able to, to say that you sat beside this man and won a championship with him? 
1995, something that nobody will ever be able to say apart from you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it was um, uh, It was an honour then, it's an honour today. Um, I suppose, uh, you know, as I, as I um, you know, said to Connor uh, uh, just a couple of days ago that, that you know, um, uh, you know, it's it's times like this when when you just recognise, uh, you know, maybe how monumental, you know, that, uh, that it was the struggles. Like I mean, um, you know, it was guess. Uh, I was thinking, you know, Frank was always a great man for uh, you know trying to have a little bit of sponsorship in every direction that he could. You know, you know, if, if there were portals like um, you know GoFundMe and so forth available back then, you know. He would have been overrun with funds because of the fan base that he had. Um, uh, 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 and so forth. And, you know, just to get back for, you know, 25 years ago to uh, achieve what was achieved on, on, um, uh, on uh, effectively uh, uh, a shoestring and the commitment that was given from every quarter like i mean the people that surrounded him were just absolutely fantastic the people that you volunteer um every weekend uh, uh you know uh, his wife ronnie and family how uh, you know his mother and father used to be attend every uh, they were standing in every ditch on every stage um uh, you know it was fantastic you know, the people around him there, I mean, uh, uh, um, uh, and repeating it again there, that, that uh, uh, you know, Tom Gahan has gone on to uh, run, you know, a, the most fantastic cars in the world, all right. Um, a, you know, when Craig, he was there with, for Craig with, with a, all of his good results, all right, getting up onto, um, getting into the world stage. Um, and a uh, you know the, the the technical and mechanical ability and knowledge that he brought to that team like it's just absolutely fantastic pat it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you for the last hour or so and to go down through all these stories you know i've really really enjoyed it and thanks for you know telling us uh, the exact ins and outs of it how honest you've been in the past hour and you can you can sense the emotion uh, from every aspect of, of what we what we pushed on so Honestly, I just have to say thanks so much for coming on the Irish Rally Podcast. It's a pleasure to hear those stories. Thanks, Kevin.